This is how we're going to talk into this. Go ahead, say something. Hi, how are you doing? Good. That was probably the hardest tattoo I've ever seen. Well, if you're could, a shooter, you get that. That's could, the we, answer. Dumb. <laughs> Worst one yet. <laughs> Negative 700 points. <laughs> Took away all the hard work you did. What hard work? I'm just tight most of the time. Tight and sore. That's oh. what she said. Luca LeBron triple-double game. Really? Yeah, this was kind really? of a... This, no, seriously. I have a feeling that Kyle has this as his number 10 as well. No! So. No! no. Why, it's a fucking regular season game. Why no this, one scored 100 points. Fuck, it's the, the entire why, year. Why this triple-double game mattered is like... Is, oh, you're, you're something Is it really... Yeah. Seems like we're jumping all over the place. Oh, no, we're good. Believe it or not, it sounds good. The views and opinions of those who talk and appear on the AK Swish podcast are their own. Listener's discretion is advised. So here are we ago. Stop doing the hedges a while ago. That was a good one. There's been some really good ones recently. Tell them. Uh, tell them. You want me to tell some more? Yeah, tell them. It's uh, it says, why do men kneel while proposing? It says, they're talking to your pussy, not you. <laughs> or like, there's one that I saw recently. It says, uncircumcised guys. Nah, we don't need a condom. I'll just tie it off. And it's a picture of a sausage. <laughs> and it says, Jesus left the chat. Or I, I don't know if anybody saw that picture I shared too. It was like, college, we really need you to pay 24000 in tuition. That's the lowest we can go. Me, what if I can throw a ball far as fuck? <laughs> it says, college, just laugh my ass off. That's lit. Here's 100% off. It says, stonks. <laughs> That's lit. Oh, All right, God. guys. So, welcome back. This is episode 54. So, 54, Brian Erlacher. Episode Brian Erlacher. We'll Patrick bring that Patterson. back. Yeah, it's a fair one, but he's terrible, so, you know, whatever. Um, hey, so, he's a Cog on a championship contender. So, of course, <laughs> our last episode, we just went over our mock draft, talked a little bit about WWE. Andrew got passionate about it. Kyle has had a twinkle in his eye. Maybe uh, I'll start watching a little bit more. Probably not. Not going to lie to you. We could do, like, reviews of the yeah. show. That'd be Review? Cool. Yeah, yeah. We, could, we, can, we might be able to Take jump into notes. that. Um, so, this episode's going to be another top ten list. We brought it back, and here's some context on why. So, yesterday... Or two, maybe two, three days ago, not yesterday. I found a list which I'm going to discuss, uh, uh, digress here into the episode. It was a treasure map. Um, of <laughs> top ten highest paid athletes or highest paid NBA players of all time, and the list blew my mind because the number one player was like someone I was like, that's fucking crazy. I knew about it, but I forgot. You kind of repressed this because you're, hey, you repressed it because mm. you're impressed by this guy making this much money. <laughs> but nonetheless, it stirred the conversation. Is this guy the best? power forward of all time. He's going to be on both of our lists, most likely. We'll see where he ends up for both of us. But we really thought you guys enjoyed the top 10 episodes as it was. Our Christmas episode was a little bit... That was a raunchier episode from us, but it's not going to be like this because preferably, this is the position that I fell in love with growing up. This is the position that I played most of my life. I played the three or the four. Um, I was always a point forward, though. I'd bring the ball up at half court. That's just kind of how I did my thing. And that's how I played. Kyle plays power forward center in most of the leagues we play because he's 6'6", and most of the guys that we play are usually under that unless we get, like, the random seven-footer that we get in our fucking league for no reason. Um, nonetheless, we're just going to dive into it. 
and we are going to go in order. You want to go 10 to 1, of course. Well, let me who give, wants let to me go give, first? Let me give context first. We're recording this, obviously, uh, for you guys a little bit in advance because uh, I'm getting surgery the day you're hearing this. Yeah, so he's uh, going to be DeMarcus Cousins for us next so, season. Um, Broken knees. What did I call you? The less I'm literally less, getting, I'm getting my knees scoped. I have no structural damage at all. What did I knee. call you? The less athletic uh, Derrick Rose. <laughs> I like. I just have no cartilage. Taller, less athletic Derrick Rose. <laughs> I have no cartilage underneath my kneecap and my left knee, so they're gonna go and clean out the damaged cartilage. And uh, yeah, so so my list wasn't so just. I want to I want to digress as well. My list wasn't just based on statistics. There's some guys on my list that I'm like they deserve to be here, even though there's like older guys. Like again, we're. I make the really hypothetical, hypocritical of me to state what I'm about to state because some of these guys that were on this list were from like the 40s to the 50s and the 60s. I'm like, all right, dude, like, like chill out with all these guys on here. That was the main position. Center used to be the what today is point guard. Mm -hmm. So, of course, that's going to affect the list a little bit. Nonetheless, I did take some of those guys out, and there's some honorable mentions <coughs> that I can go through with Kyle if he wants to do his honorable mentions as well. We can do that at the end. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and since it was your idea to kind of go through this list, how about we uh, we start with you at number 10? Okay, so at number 10, I have the one, the only, a very crybaby motherfucker, but it's all right. He's allowed to because of what happened with him in Michigan, Chris Webber. Really? I have Chris Webber at number 10. Oh! oh. I tell you what, Chris Webber put a move on Olden Polly's. Oh, a nice Here in Charlotte. That leaves Weber open and he slams it home. Oh, my. His elbow was above the rim. Weber on the drive and a power slam for 14. That had a little adrenaline and anger on it. Weber, jump, tip, bottle. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my. That's got the arena buzzing. Look up behind the back. And the reason that I put Chris Webber at number ten was, a, I think he was an epi- like an epitome of an a uh, of a player for me growing up. He might not be on your list, and that's fine. He averaged twenty point seven, nine point eight, and four point two. He was a five time All Star. He was a five time All NBA. He was an All Rookie and the Rookie of the Year. So there is no championships. There is no MVP. Do I think he got stouted a little bit out of the MVPs occasionally? He also played on one of the best teams to ever get fucked. By some referees in the Sacramento Kings. Ask Vladi Divac how he feels about that. Nonetheless, today, <laughs> today is his birthday, believe it or not. So March 1st, he also made the list. The on day his we're birthday. recording, yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. crazy. Um, nicknames for him was The Truth or C-Web, which is the, the truth definitely got taken away from him. So C-Web. Yeah, I'm going to go back truth. to that. I think you guys enjoyed that. And he was also from Detroit, and he's also on every single fucking 2K now. I, can, I don't like to listen to him talk. He's kind of... Worst person to put in there. Almost like KG. KG was not a good commentator. Yeah, it's KG. <laughs> Except when he talks to Kevin Harlan. Difference. He's like, yeah, man, you found me. You found me, man. And I'm like, yeah, you did. You found him. Go ahead. You're number 10. My number 10 might surprise you a little bit. Um, I have Chris Bosh as my number 10. Ryan trying to swat it away from behind. Wade kicks it out to Bosh. And a foul. He's up in the air. And he just bounces it to the cutting Chris Bosch. Bosch on his way. Oh, my. Oh, Chris Bosch finishing with a slam dunk and drawing the foul. Oh, man. What a game Chris Bosch is playing tonight. 
It didn't surprise me. I just don't like Chris Bosh, so I didn't put him on <laughs> So two-time NBA champ. He's like top 20 for most lists. Two-time NBA champ, 11-time All-Star Olympic gold medalist, uh, 19.2.8 rebounds per game. Uh, also had his number one retired by the Miami Heat. I'm sure at some point Miami Toronto, fucked him too, so that's why he deserves that number to retire. The blood clot thing killed him because if he was still playing now. He'd be, be averaging a lot. Definitely a lot. Wait, would that one of the Miami team too? What they could use? Well, LeBron could... fucked him too. LeBron yeah. took away his thunder. I mean, I guess he chose that. It was a blessing and a curse to be with the Miami Heat. He went from a twenty-six and twelve guy to a eighteen and ten guy. Sound familiar? But still, like, I mean, <laughs> Kevin Love. But still, like, he he had damn good years with Miami and still showed up. I think that Bosch is very underappreciated um, for what he did. And again, he won a couple championships, uh, over a decade's worth of All Star appearances. Worth it. Number nine. So I, I'm assuming this guy is going to be on your list. It is the Worm, Dennis the Menace, Country, Psycho, Rodzilla, Demolition Man, El Loco. <laughs> nicknames again. Dennis Rodman. Last interview we had. Were you drunk in that interview? <laughs> oh, my God, really? <laughs> Were you? I mean, that's, that's what I've been told. Well, play this. You know what? I think that the fact that when I was in North Korea, uh, after the game and stuff like that, Yes, we had, oh, absolutely, we had a lot of drinks. I mean, we, you know, we, we party after the game. Those are the plays that Dennis Rodman does to make his team great. He doesn't even have to score a basket to turn a game around with his rebounding ability. If you forget all about the hair and all the tattoos, watch him play basketball. He can do some uh, real good things on the floor. He's a very talented young man. <laughs> um, he averaged 7.3, 13.1 total rebounds, and 1.8 assists per game. I put him on here because he's one of my favorite players of all time as well, but he was one of the best, if not the best, defensive, undersized power forward of all time. He had He's in the Hall of Fame, two-time All-Star, seven-time total rebound champ, five-time NBA champ, two-time All-NBA, eight-time All-Defensive, and two-time Defensive Player of the Year. So definitely deserving to be on this list. Dennis Rodman is the epitome of just like that era of basketball, especially when he played with the bad boys. He was even worse. But then when he went and hung out with Michael, he decided to dye his hair and hang out in Korea for the rest of his life. Or, yeah, Korea. <laughs> That's North not bad. Korea, to be exact. He is not my number nine, though. My number nine, Dolph Shayes. Sh- yeah, Shayes made my list, but it was like... NBA champ, 12-time All-Star, 12-time All-NBA. Old. NBA Coach of the Year. He coached afterwards, too. 18.3 points per game overall, 12.1 rebounds. Uh, college and pro basketball Hall of Famer. Um, yeah. I saw this guy's stats. I saw his numbers. I was like, holy fuck. All right. There's a lot of guys on the list like that, but I t- again, I removed them because I feel like some of them, when you play, it's almost like George Mikan. George Mikan is considered one of the best centers of all time, but when you play in an era where your only competition is like a Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, which wasn't even in his era, but like Will Chamberlain, <laughs> like Bill Russell, that's it. Again, two of the greatest centers of all time, but it's three guys that made that list. The fact that he was had enough of a mind, too, to be a good coach and be coach of the year after, like right after he was done playing two shows me that this guy is kind of on that like that Bill Russell type of level where he had the multiple 
Right. And then that would that's what put me that's what got him into this list for me. So uh number eight. This is the big E, Elvin Hayes. Hall of Fame, twelve time all all star, the scoring champ in sixty nine, two time total rebounds champ, champion in seventy eight, six time all NBA, two time all defensive, and sixty nine rookie. So not only did he get the scoring title his rookie year, but of course wins rookie of the year. And he averaged 21 points a game, 12 rebounds, and, or 12 and a half rebounds, let's give him the fairness of it, and 1.8 assists per game. All right. So Alvin Hayes is just deserving. I mean, when you think of power forwards, he makes a list. Not bad. So, yours. Number eight for me, Kevin McHale. Here, inside McHale. Kevin wants it. Good fake. Got to. God isn't their problem. They obviously need consistent inside help, as we told you, Adler. Side, Kevin spins. Nice move. Got the layup. Upshaw, high post to McHale. He'll wheel inside and hit it off the window and draw the foul. Three-time NBA champ, seven-time NBA All-Star, six-time All-Defensive Team, two-time six-man of the year. How about that? Uh, he got his number retired by two different teams, Minnesota and Boston. Uh, 17.9 point per game, 7.3 rebound per game. He has also a college and pro basketball Hall of Famer. And you think about those Celtics teams, man. He angered it, and he was an asshole. Yeah, hell yeah. Do it, buddy. Go ahead. Love it. So that's my number seven, so we'll just jump right into it. Yeah. Uh, the Black Hole was his nickname as well. So Black Hole. Which is interesting. He was. I mean, he did gobble up Speaking rebounds. Speaking of a real like a black hole, uh, my number seven, Dennis Rodman. <laughs> <laughs> Literally. Wow. Uh, yeah, just sucked everything up, man. Dude, seriously. All the negativity, too. Uh, why right. not? I mean, you mentioned it. Just honestly, at his time... And maybe overall one of the top two or three rebounders ever as well. Yeah. Just he was a freak sure. on the boards. Like the averages don't do him justice. He was at Russell Wilt type numbers in his height. Like he was an unbelievable to watch. Uh, number six. So my next one is probably low for a lot of people, but known as the Big Blue, the Bomber and the Bombarder from Baton Rouge. He was a Hall of Famer, eleven time All Star, two time scoring champ, total rebound champ in fifty six. 58 NBA champ, 11-time All-NBA, 4-time All-Star MVP, 2-time MVP, and 55 Rookie of the Year, 26.4 points per game, 16.2 total rebounds, and 3 assists. Probably one of the only guys from this list that are from the older era, Bob Pettit. When Ben Kerner moved his NBA team from Milwaukee to St. Louis in 1954, he brought with him a player who would wear the St. Louis Hawks uniform for 11 seasons and who would become one of the greatest players in the history of the game. For a guy who was cut from his high school team, he did pretty well. Bob Pettit was called the Stan Musial of basketball in St. Louis, an all-star all 11 seasons he played here. An All-American out of LSU, he was a first-round draft choice. Pettit won the NBA scoring title in his second season. He was the MVP in the NBA All-Star game four times. Pettit was a tiger on the boards, averaging 20 rebounds a game in the 60-61 season. The next year, he averaged 31 points and 16 rebounds a game. Pettit scored almost 23,000 points and never dunked the basketball. Uh, Bob Pettit did definitely deserve to be on this list. It's When I said I was cutting some of these guys away, it was for this reason, only because there's a reason he was only total rebound champ once. <laughs> Let's be real. There's a couple guys that were like, yeah, you're not going to touch me. So <laughs> that that's why he ended up where he was at, at 6'9". So we talk about the undersizedness of the NBA because, of course, Bill Russell being 6'10", and then you have the Mammoth at 7'2", 7'3". Um, 
Will Chamberlain. I have Pettit number two. No, I'm kidding. He's now at number six as well. Uh, yeah. Again, one of those guys where if he won a few more titles in his run with those stats, I would have been like, okay, this guy's top five. But just because right. of what he was, I mean, I'm One I'm of my guys in my top five don't even have a championship. <laughs> Still, he scored 20,000 right. points. Oh, two NBA. of them, it's actually. Impressive. So, uh, yeah, number six for me uh, as well. Number five. We're in the top five already. Moving along. We are moving pretty quickly. My number five, Sir Charles, the round mound of rebound, the Chuckster, the Chuck Wagon, the Prince of Pizza, the Incredible Balk, the Leaning Tower of Pizza, Bread Truck, Boy George, or Gorge, <laughs> I think they call him. Boy Gorge. Yeah, Gorge, I think it was. <laughs> Hall of Famer, 11-time All-Star, Charles Barklissons, I've already said his nicknames. You, you can't turn on the TV without seeing his fat ass everywhere. <laughs> this guy. People what? say People say, have you seen Shaq? I see him every five minutes. <laughs> every five minutes, he got a commercial on Gold Bond. Yeah. Uh, he got the patch on his back. <laughs> he got Now he got suits. <laughs> I don't want raspberry vodka. I just, just want like, vodka. I know, I know what you're saying. You see that? And you know what I want when I go to Domino's? What? Just pizza. Just, that's it, yeah. The 87 total rebound champ, 11-time All-NBA 85 All-Rookie, 91 MV, All-Star MVP, and 93 MVP, 22 points per game, 12 rebounds, 4 assists. Charles Barkley is the guy on this list who tried to double-edged sword himself. He was trying to destroy his career and then also win championships with a Phoenix team that probably didn't deserve to win the <laughs> first place. So, nonetheless, Charles Barkley at my number five, one of the greatest commentators of all time, and also his infatuation for donuts. Maybe you should have a donut nickname at this point. This uh, this is going to get real boring if we keep having the same picks in the same spots. I already know it's going to. It's going to be close in the top three, top four. Yeah, Charles Barkley is my number five as well. Um, hey, I mean, the resume speaks for itself. The only thing that guy's Andrew, missing is Andrew a championship. Andrew just fucking talked about the whole thing, so, you know, fuck me. <laughs> what else am I going to say yeah, about right, it? right, exactly. You get the nicknames, for fuck's sake. Number four. So number four is something immediately now that we're going to bring up, a little foreshadowing I gave you before about the list that I was talking about. Top paid players of all time. He was number five on the list, making two point five or $251.6 million in his career. Dirty. Taller baller from the G, German race car, Dirk Nowitzki. Shot clock at four. Nowitzki, high arcing three. Oh! A rainbow goes through. Look at the rainbow jump shot by Dirk Nowitzki. My goodness. That's, that's as high as the shot clock. And hits nothing but the bottom of the net. Haslam right up on him. Four-time, uh, fourteen-time All-Star, 2011 NBA champ, twelve-time All-NBA, uh, 2011 Finals MVP, and we thought he won two MVPs, but we were wrong. That's he only won one. one in 2007, yep. and 20.7 points per game, 7.5 rebounds, and 2.4 assists. Dirk Nowitzki is both of one of it's both of us have him as one of our favorite players of all time. 
I know you want to talk about him a little bit too, and he's probably <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Number four for me is Kevin Garnett. Oh, bitch. <laughs> oh, bitch. NBA champ, NBA MVP, 15 time All Star, uh, nine time All NBA, Defensive Player of the Year, 12 time All Defense, 26,000 points, 10 rebounds a game, 17.8 points per game, uh, won an Olympic gold medal. Um, yeah, at this point, man, the other guys' resumes are just too much. I don't agree, and we'll we'll get into that and, why. And, and, and again, when you actually look at the other guys' resumes and are unbiased, it's. I'm being unbiased because, like, when you think you just, of you a just, power you forward, you, you don't can't. think of points. So again, well, it's not even just points. It's the fact that they were they, except for one of them, but they were like winners. The one guy obviously is points because he's just ridiculous. There's only I mean, there's, one list that has him as low as you have him that I read, and I read 15 lists. Well, make, make it two now. Yeah. I don't think, again, we're, it's not like I hate Kevin Garnett. Like it's not that the, the gist of this list. He's still the fourth best of all time. The league's been around for fucking forever. I mean, like, it's not like a, a knock against him. It's just it's a talented position, man. Number three. So I have the mailman, Carl Malone, and number three for me. Malone waits for the double team to break and score. And this man makes up his mind to turn to the middle. You couldn't stop him with a Mack truck. What a block. He came out of nowhere to make a play. Now, man, you're seeing teamwork now. You're seeing the ultimate right now. Hall of Famer, 14-time All-Star, 14-time All-NBA, 4-time All-Defensive, 86 All-Rookie, 2-time All-Star MVP, and then 2-time MVP. Said his number retired from, I think, two teams at this point now. And 25 points per game, 10.1 rebounds per game, assists would be nuts. 3.6 assists per game. Carl Malone is third all time on the or fourth all time in scoring. So, I believe he's fourth, fourth second. third, or second. I'm sorry. Wow, I'm thinking Kobe. Wow, he's right behind Kareem. Remix yeah. second all time in For scoring now, until right until LeBron him. passes him probably next year. <laughs> so, again, most of these lists that took a little bit di- uh, deeper of a dive stated a couple of things. Your total championships do matter um, in this, and again. I have to play the devil's advocate with that as well because I have to give that to Tom Brady most of the time. That's why it's a 1A, 1B for me when it comes down. If you don't have multiple, you're not even making my list in that case. He has none, and he's still one of the greatest players of all time, but he, he had the greatest point guard of all time on his team that fed him One on of the a best one-two punches ever. Right, and the point that they never won a championship is fucking disgusting in the first place. Timing, so. man. Carl Malone is deserving of any of the top two through five four spots in my argument. So if you want to put him wherever, you can put him wherever. I just wish that he would have won a championship. It would be a lot higher than this. I have a number three, too. Yep. Yeah, just kind of a... Unfortunate. Very unfortunate. I mean, he played a, he played a long time, too. So. Very long time. And then he tried to cheat himself into a championship with the <laughs> Lakers, and it didn't even work out. So Whoops. Yeah. <laughs> it, it was terrible for him. Don't go chasing rings, kids. Number two. So my number two, KG, the big ticket, the kid. Anything's possible. Anything's possible. Knocked away. Ball game. Kevin Garnett. Garnett came out of the locker room injured and performed. We've been down this road before. Garnett receives. Turns to the foul line. It's in the air. The big ticket. And 
to Garnett. Garnett inside, backs it in, and a foul. What a play from Kevin Garnett. And the Celtics go up by 20. KG crashes to the floor, but so might have the hopes of the Los Angeles Lakers. Beautiful crossover by Marbury, and both big guys want to block it inside. Clearly Duncan had it. They turned it over. Alley oop back to Kevin. Oh, baby! Woo! KG! You can see it coming, and the building is electric off that slam dunk. Again, I understand where Kyle's coming from, but being one of the greatest rebounders of all time and also solidifying what defense is and taking a shitty Minnesota team into the playoffs and making their deepest run in history when we couldn't see that from Kevin Love, we're not seeing that from Carl Anthony Towns. He needs more respect, and it goes back to that list again. He was the number one highest-paid player in NBA history. Out of everybody. That's what brought this list together. I called Kyle and I'm like, do you remember me talking about this? Because this is wild. He's made more money than LeBron James. He's made more money than Kobe Bryant. He's made more money than Michael Jordan. He's made more money than, I think, Chris Paul's on that list. Carmelo Anthony's on that list. I'm having a stroke just about to mention this number. $334.1 million he's made. There's a reason you pay that guy that much money because he is one of the greatest. And again, if you have him at four, you can have him at four. To me, again, when you average the 17.8, 10 rebounds per game, and you played 1,400 plus games, almost 1,500 games, and you played for some shitty teams, and then on top of that, you went and played in Brooklyn and still were productive. The guy needs a little bit more respect. He's kind of like the bad boy of his era, for sure. And he just epitomizes, to me, what I wanted to be growing up as an athlete was Kevin Garnett. It was Kevin Garnett. Kobe played a little bit of part in that. It was just, when you think of a badass dude who's going to fuck you up, ask Glenn Davis. He'll tell you. Make you cry. So, <laughs> number two for me, Kevin Garnett. Uh, number two for me is where I have Dirk. Um, there's a theme with my list. So... My top two spots were going to be reserved for guys that were stalwarts. Guys that stayed with that same team for 20 years and, like, just they never seemed to really go away, go away. I get Dirk's last year was kind of, you know, it was Luca bringing in Luca in and kind of getting him established. That was kind of his role, really, in that, in that offense, not playing as much. But, I mean, you talked about it, 31,500 points. For Dirk, 14-time All-Star. One, he beat the Miami Heat in their villain year when everyone hated them to come over on top of that team. Yeah. He's hands down the best international player of all time. Um, In my mind. I don't see anybody else really jumping too much to the forefront ahead of him in that. Unless you can think of somebody. Um, I can't. No. Because Man, Manu was damn good too, but Manu wasn't. Right. Dirk stats and MVP good. Manu was damn good, but he's just. You talked about guys that influenced you growing up. I mean. Yeah, Dirk is Dirk, Dirk is second Dirk, Dirk on was, my list for that. Yeah. Dirk was the dude, man. Dirk was the fadeaway jumper. The you high ask any of my friend who was Dirk and KG were my two yeah. favorite players growing up. I so, both I mean, their jerseys still. So. I mean, it, 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 
Again, you can have any of these guys in any order you want. But the one you can't have in a different order, I'm nope. going to let Kyle say the name so I don't steal a little bit of thunder, <laughs> and I'll give the nicknames. It's the one, the only. Tim Duncan. Duncan, wow. what a move on Weber. And he slams for two. A terrific move by Tim Duncan. It's just between the legs, crossover move. Boom, the quick spin. And the jam by Duncan. That's a heck of a move. Joe strong for the carom and gives it off to Monik. Tim Duncan, unbelievable! And that time he tells Lamar Odom, you're just too small. James. Tim rebounding it and bringing it. The crossover. Get out of here! Tim Duncan strolling down the lane. Timmy, the big fundamental, Groundhog Day, what a weird name. Old Man River Walk, that makes sense. And then the Stone Buddha, that is my favorite nickname on this list so far, Stone the Stone Buddha. Buddha. And I'll list off his his career points and stuff, and you can go ahead and list off his accomplishments. 19 points per game, 11 rebounds, 3 assists. And Kyle, how did his career go for him? Uh, five-time NBA champion, three-time NBA Finals MVP, a two-time NBA MVP, 15-time All-Star, 10-time All-NBA First Team, 8-time All-NBA Defensive First Team, and of course, a 2017 College Basketball Hall of Fame inductee, and uh, well, most likely, if not already, almost pretty much certainty, a uh, this year class of the Pro Basketball Hall of Fame will be inducted in as well with Kevin Garnett and Kobe Bryant. So, yeah. um, stout list this year. Holy fuck! Yeah. Also, Rookie of the Year in '98, and then the 2000 All Star MVP. I yep. didn't even know that guy could do anything worth an MVP. Um, nonetheless. Two-time yeah. NBA MVP. He won NBA MVP. All-star twice. MVP is what I'm referring to, but Still. MVP makes sense. Um, yeah, dude. It was hard for us on this list originally when we spoke about it, but I think we both came to a conclusion it was deserving. He played back and forth between center and power forward, and I think only because the experts and basketball enthusiasts want to see him be number one on somebody's list, they gave him the power forward position because he did switch off. When he was with David Robinson, he played majority power forward. Then a couple years after that, he did play power forward, then they moved him to center. So I'd probably say then Splitter came around. They moved him back to power forward. I think he probably, if you average it out, played sixty-five more, to seventy percent more power played, forward. Yeah, yeah, power forward. So that's why, which is fair. Yeah. Nonetheless, because if you would have put him at center, he's top five, but he's definitely not the best center of all time. Yeah. But nonetheless, he deserves to be number one on somebody's list, and he's our number one in most number ones, except for a couple of lists where I did see KG be number one, which is nuts. I wouldn't put KG number one. Um, there's a big gap between Kevin Garnett and Tim Duncan because of those championships. Um, don't get me wrong, Kevin Garnett left to go play with Boston or the Lakers because Minnesota was not helping him. It was almost a Charles Barkley situation. He had to leave. So, you want to do honorable mentions? Yeah, because I had a decent amount of honorable mentions. I'm only going to name five guys. I, and mine's about five. Um, so I have Alvin Hayes. Yeah, as honorable mention, he was just he just missed my list. Uh, I have Pau Gasol. On my honorable mentions. I didn't put him on there just because I didn't think Paul was that good. But uh, Sean Kemp. Mm. Yeah, flashy, but I didn't really fuck with him. Yeah, fl- that flashy didn't make my list. Um, Horace Grant. Yeah, very underrated. Yeah, but very underrated. Definitely not. A- <laughs> no, yeah, not one of the best of all time. <laughs> not, I don't even think of my underrated. top twenty. <laughs> to be honest, this one's not gonna be anywhere near anything. I have Rasheed Wallace too up there. I liked Rasheed. You liked I really Rasheed, did. But he's I really did like Rasheed. <laughs> um, Dolph Shays is on my list here. Mm-hmm. Jerry Lucas. Okay. Really old, so that's why I didn't make my list. And then again, Tom Hineshawn, I'm Boston guy, so. He's also not going to be number one. It, it depends because it, it, it depends on who you talk to about being the number one power forward for the Boston Celtics. Uh, I hope to God you would choose KG based on statistics. But 
a lot of people are like, oh, it might be Kevin McHale. Uh, no. <laughs> There's a reason he's a six man. Um, but Tom Heinsham would be up there as well. He's Heinsham is a baller. I don't have a stat list, but I think it was like 2018 rebounds. Big dude. But yeah, that's it. That's not my that's not my real list that you hear me crinkle up. That is my my draft. But nonetheless, I think that's a good list. We'd love to hear who you have and debate with us who you think it is, and then I'll pull up to your house, beat your ass, throw a little bit of old school here. I'll fade you real quick because if you think that Tim Duncan isn't deserving of the number one, you probably are dumb. Uh, first and foremost. And if you think any of the players on our list don't deserve on there, you can call us dumb. I think that Chris Webber deserves to be on that list, so fuck you. <laughs> All right. Yeah. That was good. Short one, so you can go into surgery, you can get your knees scoped out, and we can get back to playing some basketball. You pussy. Yeah, I tried playing uh, the previous week with your dad's team, and it was... I wasn't myself, you could tell. Like, yeah. I was play- I was still playing okay, but like even after... Like, Andrew's got- in the 280s now. I'm telling you, it's coming, Papa. Papa, I can take care of the team. Don't you, worry. You can call me Papa. That's fine. I'll, I'll be your Papa. And no, my Papa's dying slowly, but it's happening. You know, lung uh, disease is a hell of a bitch. I will, I will take his place, and I will serve his memory well. Uh, as my, your new he papa. wasn't bald ever, so you're doing a really poor job. Uh, well, I gotta set a new, new you're standard. You're hanging out with my dad, and you're bald now, so it's kind of like I'm not hanging out with your dad. We're just <laughs> somehow coaching a team together. You, you and Doug are hanging out with my dad more than I'm hanging out. <laughs> oh, I gotta tell Doug what time the game's at. <laughs> I talked to him today. Did you? Did you tell him what time the game's at? No, I did not. Uh, yeah, I don't even think he asked me to be honest. He had just woke up. Of course he did, because he has no life now. He said he uh, quit his job at the one one, uh, the one uh, place he's working. He's back doing concrete. We can see it get started getting warmer out, so yeah, you could probably do more construction. Good for uh, Doug. Shit, I sent all these fucking... Yeah, one last thing for the people, Andrew. Yeah, one last thing. All right, so uh, <laughs> let's think of a good one. It's supposed to be off the top of the dome. So my dog is kind of a pussy. Like, he's afraid of a lot of things, and he doesn't know his strength, and here's how I'll explain it. We use a picture frame... To block doorways for the dogs. To the block dog. out the haters. Oh, to block out the doorways for the dog so he doesn't jump over it. I know it's instinctual for dogs to think, like, oh, this is in the way. We're not going to jump over it. But in that case, you would think that he'd be able to be in a cage, right? So we crate train him. So he sleeps in his cage. And I, we have a Bernie's Mountain Dog. I had to buy a really expensive cage. It's really big because he's a fucking huge dog. He breaks out of it every single night. Bends the steel on the cage and gets out of it. Every night. Uh, Andrew, I had to break it to you. You have a werewolf as a pet. <laughs> He's a good boy. That's a good dog right there. Toby is my best You buddy. would name your dog after the worst character on The Office. <laughs> and actually, the the Amish person who I bought my dog from named him Toby, and I was just like, it's a good name. It doesn't look like anything else. No! No, God, no, please, no! I like how you're, no! thinking, you're thinking Toby off The Office, and the first thing that came to mind... No! Was some was some was racism. Honestly, it was the first thing that came to my mind was from uh, Roots, Akuta Kente. Wow, Toby, your name's Toby, and he gets whipped. So I'm like, I don't well, want to name my dog Toby. Before this, uh, before up. this podcast takes a grossy turn, you want to say goodbye? Well, I didn't want to name him that for that reason. <laughs> so like, I was trying to be less racist with my dog's name, and it's ironic because he's black. My dog's black and white, and then his name is Toby. The dog is black. <laughs> Who says shit like that? He's black. That's what color he is. So, like, it's even more racist. Oh, my God. So, I think that the Amish might have been racist when they named my dog. That or they just have never seen Roots, which makes sense. Say goodbye, podcast listeners. Talk about Roots. Can't hate where I'm from. Because where I'm from, Amy. Copyright. That was 10 seconds. We're good. If you're singing. Say goodbye. Bottom of the... All right. 
excuses. Bye-bye. <laughs>